Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Thermo Fisher's Career Stories Behind the Science podcast. This is a podcast for those who seek inspiration and motivation in their daily work, for those who would like to understand how finance, IT, customer service professionals can contribute and leave impact on the industry of science. Today's guest, Juja Varadi, lead customer service representative at Thermo Fisher Scientific, studied and lived in Italy and worked as a translator. After that, she worked for the European Parliament as well. How did she find her way to science and making an impact at Thermo Fisher? Let's find out. She actually sold me this position that she told me about the company, how the motto is make the world healthier, cleaner, safer. I really like this idea. I could relate to it. Some of you may already know that Thermo Fisher Scientific is the world leader in serving science. Our colleagues' mission is to enable our customers to make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. In our episodes of Career Stories Behind the Science, we introduce stories from the team in Budapest. By hearing inspiring career stories, in this episode again, we are ready to go behind the scenes of science. Now, let's start. So, hello, Jushi. How's it Hi, going today? It's great. Thank you very much for and your question. How is your day so far? My day is good. Actually, I had some issues with parking, but then I sorted it out. Here in the in the building? Yes, because yeah. I got a very last minute call on Monday that this podcast <laughs> would be recorded today. So I needed to book a slot and I booked it yesterday. And when I arrived, somebody was already parked there. So I needed to log into my computer and see if there are any available slots. And only two were available according to the system. But one of it was already taken as well. So I needed to go up on the ground floor and then I managed to find my slot. Yeah, just to arrange it in the facilities crew, right? Yeah, I also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote an email to facility that I rebooked it, but please take corrective actions okay. with, with the one who is parked. And uh, where do you commute from? From the 12th district, so from Zubligat. Uh-huh. Mome, you know this university? Yeah, I actually I, li- I used to live in the in the 12th district. Oh. Just ages ago. Which part? Hüvesvágy. Hüvesvágy. Okay, Hüvesvágy yes. is really close, actually. So it's it's at the border of the second district and the 12th yeah. district. And actually, my son is going on to daycare in the second district in yeah. Tarogatu. How old is he? He will turn two on Monday. Okay. Great. So, listen, it's really great to have you here. And um, just before we uh, get into this, and you know, this the series around career stories, and I'm really keen to get your perspective and, and your insights on your career journey. But before we go into that, I'd just like to invite you for a very quick game, which we call the this or that thing, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask you uh, some random questions, and whichever you prefer more, just please call it out. Right, so, car or bicycle? Bicycle. Okay. Book or movie? Movie. Okay. Music or podcast? Music. Okay. Active or passive relaxation? Active. City or countryside? Countryside. Okay. Work hard or play hard? Play hard. Okay. An early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Ah, that's cool. Okay, good. So in terms of movies, what was the last movie that you saw? The worst person of the world. Really? Yes. And how did you like it? Do you know that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it very much. Actually, it's been two or three years that we haven't been to movies since my son was born. 
So this, this was a free day for us. Grandparents took our son and we could go to the movies and then we, we had dinner, which we <laughs> haven't been having for a long time. The movie was really good. I really enjoyed it. I think that uh, the topics it discussed, it, it was relating to my generation, so I could absolutely resonate with it. So I could uh, understand the problem of the main character of this woman who is looking for herself and uh, she's going from one relationship to another and mm -hmm. she doesn't know if to have a baby or not. So I really like this movie. I'm glad that I could see it. Okay, nice, nice. So, you know, this is around uh, career stories as, uh, as we discussed or as you well know. And I know that you've been to, if I'm not mistaken, you've been to a couple of countries over the years. So could you just uh, tell us about that, which countries you visited and how long you stayed there for? Mm -hmm. Of course. So during university, I applied for Erasmus. And as I studied aesthetics and Italian studies, my choice was obvious, Italy. So I got a scholarship, Erasmus scholarship for Italy, Padova, in 2008, actually. So I went there for the spring semester. And the original plan was actually to go there and come back to Hungary because I had good friends here. I had a very good life. And even before going to Italy, I started to work for a multinational company which I think was even pioneered in shared services. It was Transcom. <laughs> and uh, I was working part-time with university and, and I went on unpaid leave. So when I come back <laughs> from Italy, my plan was to, to return working there. But actually life, of course, changed. So life, it happened differently. And I decided to stay in the country because I, I really loved living there. I had such a good friend and, and I really... <laughs> could leave this Italian atmosphere, the Dolce Vita. So I, I completely <laughs> fell in love with, with the country. And uh, after that, I applied for a nine-month scholarship and I, I won it. So I stayed another year in Italy. And you said that Italy, obviously Italy, I think that's, that's, that's the word you use. So why Italy? Well, this passion for, for the Italian language and Italian culture started in high school. And it was by, by chance, actually, because I really wanted to go to a high school, Bezsanyidania, and to language class, because I'm much for humanities, so not, not sciences, actually. And that year, when I applied, they decided to change it, to change the class uh, setup, because normally it was supposed to be intermediate English and uh, beginner German. But that year, they decided that from that year on, they would change it that each year they so on in that year German would be the intermediate and English would be the beginner. So I couldn't apply because I was already speaking English and I didn't know German. And the other part of the class, the other setup was Italian. So a class specialized in Italian. So that's how I applied and, and I, I entered the high school. And I was really good at Italian. I really enjoyed it and the culture. And after that, I pursued it at the university. I went to Italian studies at Alta. So th this is why I, I wanted to spend more time in Italy. Mm -hmm. And after the second scholarship, did you come back home or did you move to another country? Uh, no, I, I came back for translation studies. So mm -hmm. I came back to graduate 
took me, so the five-year master education, it took me seven years because I had this <laughs> small pause in, in Italy. So I came back for to graduation and I started translation studies at the BME. It's a, it's a one-year mm-hmm. postgraduate study. So that's why I came back. And I kind of settled down in Hungary because my parents bought me a flat. So, and from then I had this idea of becoming a translator and I, I even started it. So I did freelance jobs, mainly it was IT localization projects. Mm-hmm. I was working as a freelancer, but I also had this desire to try myself in the European institutions. So I applied for a scholarship in Luxembourg, the European Parliament, mm-hmm. and it was a translation traineeship. And at first I wasn't shortlisted, but then uh, they contacted me, I think in December, that I could come on in from April. It was a three-month scholarship, and then it could have been extended another three months. So overall, in 2013, I spent six months in Luxembourg working for the European Parliament as a translator. And how was it like? Oh, I really enjoyed it. Actually, it was even better than the Italian experience because Luxembourg was so uh, multinational and people were so open-minded there. So, for example, I I could compare the Italians in Italy because I had many friends in Italy. And even in Luxembourg, of course, I made some friends with Italians and their mindset was so much more open than the <laughs> the Italian Italians. So I really enjoyed this vivid and multinational atmosphere. The work itself was really good as well. It, it was actually then when I realized that the eight-hour job in the office is not, not so bad. So it's, it's made for me because I, I, I enjoyed working there. So I have really good memories. Mm-hmm. From that period, I was living together with a Turkish girl and a girl from Cyprus at first. And in the last three months, a Swedish girl came. So it was very, very international. And I, I completely enjoyed it. We had some trips in Germany, for example, during Easter and, and things like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds, sounds great. And by the way, did you have any, when you were a kid, did you have any dream job like at the time? Uh, I couldn't recall any dream job. I remember a period when I was (laughs) thinking about becoming a lawyer. My mom knew about me that I love learning, but if something, I'm not interested in it, I will just not sit down and and learn it. I I just reject it. So she was telling me, if you go to law school, you will need to learn a lot and and even stuff that you don't like. So I (laughs) I, I, I was thinking about it, that maybe she's right. And that's why I, I was more focused in a humanities career, for example, teacher. But mm-hmm. even that one, I realized I don't want to be a teacher because I did a Comenius uh, traineeship, which is a teacher assistant mm-hmm. traineeship in Spain. Actually, this was between Luxembourg and Italy. <laughs> so I lived for four months in Spain in 2009. And... That was the moment when I realized that I definitely wouldn't want to become a teacher because there were these people at their mid-30s, early 40s, and they were already burnt out, but really badly. And I didn't want to be in that position. Mm -hmm. 
And you've been now with Thermo for uh, three and a half years, right? Yeah. So yes. you started pretty much at the beginning when, uh, when yes. you opened up the, yes. the center. So what made you decide on joining Thermo Fisher back at the time? Oh, that was actually a really uh, challenging period of my life when I applied to Thermo Fisher. I came through on LinkedIn with many, many job advertisements of Thermo Fisher. And I applied for something which wasn't my role that, <laughs> that I started in. And I, I remember I applied, nothing happened. And two or three weeks later, I got a call from, from a girl, a Polish recruiter. And she told me that I have applied to a job, but this one is already filled in. But maybe if I were interested in a senior customer service representative job. And actually, to tell you the truth, at first, the sound of it, senior customer service representative, didn't sound so sexy. Because uh, you would imagine a call center that... People are there taking calls. You cannot go on a break and it's very strict. But I was telling her, okay, send me over the job description and I would tell you if I were interested or not. Then I read the job description and I replied to her that, yes, I'm interested. Can we have a call? And she did a really good sales job there and she, she sold me. She actually sold me this position that she told me about the company, how the motto is make the world has your cleaner safer i really like this idea i could relate to it and about the job she told me that it would be transitioned once again so i had experience with transitions so i i really like the idea that i could be part of something new that we are building and we are transitioning a job but it's not only just copying it and mm -hmm. doing the same way it used to be done, but it's always with process improvements, new ideas. So I, I really I found this exciting. So that's why I, I joined. And once again, it was very quick. So after I got my first interview, then I got the job in after two days or three, and then I could start two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And you've been here ever since, so and hopefully... A lot of people would listen to us who are not part of Thermo Fisher, but may be interested in. So what is your message to them? Why should they join us? Well, I think that this is actually really the best workplace I have ever been to. And I have been to a couple. So, for example, the teamwork here is really good. So I have been always working in teams, but my team here is really the best. I love working with them. And that's why I also wanted to come back after maternity so I didn't wait like three or four years or another kid I, I wanted to return to my team so I think that also the the goal we are we are working for here in Thermo Fisher it's really it's really good but I also enjoy and I can tell them that here the job is very complex so in my previous jobs I always got bored after a year, year and a half, because that's also, I think, a common thinking about a shared services job. But here in my, in my job in, in, within the customs team, it's so complex. It's, it's like project management. So, and also the variety of the products we are selling. It's very, very wide. And every day you have something new to learn. And I think that's something that drives you and that's something that keeps you motivated. Mm -hmm. So that's my message to them. So I really love this place. Yeah, that's really cool and really great to hear. And you mentioned that your team is the best. So what makes them or what makes you the best team? 
I think that the most important thing that we can really work as a team. So it, it's very difficult to measure our job in customs team because we don't enter that much orders, but we have also many follow-up works. We also need to chase customers. We also need to be in contact with manufacturing and sales. So it's really, really complex. It cannot be just measured that these people entered, I don't know, a hundred orders or something like that, because there are days that you can enter only five or even less. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that at the very beginning, there were targets decided for our team. And when we realized this, instead of competing with each other and stealing the easy orders to be entered and be in the target, we decided that we will fight this and this target is not that important because we cannot be measured by that. So I think that's a very good example of how we work as a team and not competing with each other. So we are always helping each other. And it's really, really inspiring. And in my previous workplaces, I used to be introvert. And sometimes I just didn't want to go for a lunch with anybody. Mm -hmm. Prefer to be on my own. But here it's always when I come in, I always like going on a lunch with, with my team members. So that's why I, I love this team. Thanks. Sounds really, really good. Um, just before we close off the first section. So if you... Put yourself back in graduation, right? And imagine that you're a fresh grad. What is the position that you would apply for here, here in, in Thermopyl? Huh? Sure. Yeah. Well, for me, with my experience, I think customer service is a really good start because it's an operative role. You learn a lot about the company itself and you also really, you learn to work hard. You learn how to work, the real work, because here the uh, it's a fast-paced environment. I, I will not lie that sometimes it can be hard, sometimes we need to do overtimes, but still it's a very, very good starting point. So I, I would advise that one. Okay, great. Thank you. In the next episode, we'll continue the conversation with Zuja Varadi. Her story is proof that working in a supportive and diverse team gives you the opportunity to learn something new every day. Let's have a short teaser from next week's episode. I had a call with a British salesman, and I remember that he was also working from home, and the sun was really hitting into his eyes, and <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny, but he just didn't close the curtains. Everyone can find inspiration and motivation in their daily work if you look behind the scenes of the bigger picture. Our guest today found that while growing professionally, we can also contribute to making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. If you liked today's episode, add the podcast to your favorites to make sure you don't miss the next one. Follow us on Facebook or check out the Thermo Fisher Scientific Job Portal to join us in making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. You'll find the links in the description. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you heard some interesting stories. See you in our next episode of Career Stories Behind the Science. Career Stories Behind the Science were brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific Budapest, Hungary. Produced by BrandFizz Employer Branding in conjunction with Thermo Fisher Scientific. Let's look behind the science in the next episode. <laughs>